Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. We've been sharing on the fruit of the Spirit. Pastor and Matt have been sharing over the last 10 weeks. Um, Fruit of the Spirit is very dear to my heart. I wrote a little book on it. And this morning, we're doing goodness. Hence, I had to see who was here. (laughs) But um, goodness is something that I had to go through and I spoke to Matt this morning about it. When you're up here sharing and you're going into God's word on goodness, for the first week of me preparing, I repented every day (laughs) because I tell you, I didn't come up to any close, didn't even come up close to where it was. But I said to Marilyn one night in the first week I was preparing, Marilyn, if I say the word goodness... Who do you think of? Without being God and all spiritual, a person that you would say showed goodness. Now, we've got 40-plus years together. She's a very patient woman (laughs) and a lovely girl. We've got... Between the two of us, we've got about... Well, counting my age and her age... I'll put her at about over 100 years anyway of living together. And, you know, we both came up with the same person that was, had been involved in our lives. After all the people that we knew, the churches we went through and everything, we both came to the same person. And that was my very grandmother. I introduced you to her at Christmas time. What a lovely lady she was. And she showed goodness. If you have one word to describe this woman, it was goodness. She was born, I don't know, 100 years ago plus, I don't know, a long time ago. She went through depressions. Her father left the family with mother with six kids back in the 30s. No help, no nothing. Her mother used to go bootlegging, used to transport the bootleg, the whiskey and that at night that they'd make at Blaney down in New South Wales and she'd bootleg it every every week into Cowra and that's how she supported the kids and got the kids going. She grew up without a father. She got married young, which they did back in them days. Her husband worked in the mines out there. Now, the mines are not like fly-in, fly-out now. The mines were tents around a hole in the ground and they had pick and handles. And there was 20-odd people working in this mine area and she was the only lady there, cook for them all. So her life was not a good life. Then the war came and my grandfather went off to war and while I'm thinking about war today, it's Anzac week this week, the 25th, we celebrate. And when I see a multicultural church like we've got I thought to myself well how can we address Anzac Day when it's all about Australia every one of you have relatives that have gone to war in one way or another it doesn't matter what country it is all fighting for the goodness of the future of you so let's remember them and honour them this week as we do that but my grandfather went off to war, my grandmother was living in Cowra They had the great escape from the Japanese war camp there and she worked on a dairy and anyway, a lot of stuff happened. She then come back to Sydney. She got a house there. She was renting a place. She was such a good person that she was so nice. And the fellow that rented the place to her said, put in his will that she stays in the place, continues to pay rent until she dies or chooses to move. Because she was a good person. And God blessed her. She wasn't a born-again, spirit-filled Pentecostal. She was a good Catholic lady. But she was good. There's a lady up the road. She used to go and 
get her script because the lady was housebound. She'd get a script and walk up to Johnson Street because they never had cars, they had to walk everywhere in Annandale and get a script filled every month from the doctors. That lady died, left her her house. She moved out home. She was a lovely, lovely lady. The only bad thing my grandmother ever did. I was round there one day when I was probably 21, 22. Back in them days, the Walton's man used to come around and collect the insurance from your house. He never went in there, he'd come past, call in, knock on the door, insurance, give her a seat, away you go. I was there when he called in. I noticed something different about Nan. She put the tea out, gave him a cup of tea, because that's what she did. She was just a nice, nice person. But the one thing I noticed, plain biscuits on the table. <laughs> After he left, I said, Nan, I noticed plain biscuits on the table. Yeah, he's not a nice man. He doesn't get the creamies. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the, that was the worst thing this woman had ever done, I tell you. The worst thing. So I fall far short of this woman. That just gives you a quick snapshot into a good person that does nothing. She never spoke a bad word. I, I can talk, talk about ages. But goodness is something that we don't have much of in society today. The word goodness, hang on, I'll just open my notebook here. For any millennials out there, this is the original notebook. <laughs> Data inputted by things called pencils and pens. So just to say, just to think that that's not a notebook. Yeah, it is. I don't, didn't want you to be focused on that all meeting, all right? So goodness. The word goodness or good has been used so often in our society today that it's taken away the value of the word. You know, you can have a, mmm, that pie tasted good. Or, you know, that was a good TV show. But I could pretty well stop this message here because the word says there's none good but God. So I think what's the purpose of going any further? Let's have a look and see where God's going to take us. Goodness means excellence. Goodness means moral excellence, pious excellence, excellent virtues. That's the original meaning of goodness. Do we see these things in people today? Moral excellence? Down the drain. Pious or religious Christianity? Down the drain. Virtue people, people with virtue, down the drain. Even in our politicians today, we used to call them statesmen. Now we call them jokes. You know, we have, God wants us to be such an excellent person. But you might ask the question, how do I be excellent? I can't be excellent, I'm just normal. I'm just a normal person. What can I do? Well, there was a fellow in the Bible by the name of Daniel. And Daniel had an excellent spirit. He was that man. Can we be that person? Yes, we can. We just have to be conscious. Make the right decisions. Look out for other people and not just ourselves. So often today in Christian circles we hear about, oh Lord, come back, the world's a mess. Everything's happening. I don't know what to do. Just come back, Lord, and take us up to heaven. Let me tell you a bit about heaven. All this mess, good and evil, if you believe in good, you've got to believe in evil. They go hand in hand. Every religion in the world, you've got yin and yang in some other religion, I don't know which one it is, but good and evil, black and white, life and death, whatever you want to put it. They're there. Heaven is where it all started. You say, Brownie, there's no badness in heaven. Oh, yes, there was. You better believe it. There was a fella, an, a spiritual being by the name of Lucifer in heaven, and he was God's number one man. He was a worship leader. He had counsel with God. And Lucifer had a thought one day. And that thought was, 
geez, I'm good looking. Had that thought myself several times. <laughs> he thought, geez, I'm good looking. In fact, I'm a worshipper. And he went down to the coffee shop, met a few of his people and said, hey, people, how good am I? And they said, you're good, Lucifer. You're good. He got those people around him, other angels. In fact, he got one third of the angels that were in heaven around him. God seen evil in his heart. And God cast him out of heaven. And one third of them. And a war broke out in heaven. What? War in heaven? Oh yeah, you better believe it. God's boys versus Lucifer boys. And God doesn't lose. And one third of them were cast to the earth. Cast out of heaven. To a place called earth. Where God made a garden. And in that garden he put two people. Good people. Who knew nothing but good. He created them. But that old Lucifer hadn't given up. And he put a thought into a girl's mind and said, did God really say that? So she ate of the apple. Can you tell me what God did with them? He put them out of the garden. God does not bless sin. Uh Uh-oh, we're getting heavy now. It's getting a bit hot up here, a bit of fire and brimstone. God will not bless sin. He separates himself from sin because God is good. We cannot do sinful things and expect God to bless it. And this is where I had the first week of learning this message. God is a God that wants the best for us, but he won't tolerate the worst of us. If we come back to him and say, yes, we're sorry and everything else, yes, he will. But God separated separated themselves. I just want to go to in Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Stop thinking like a dummy. That's our understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Ask God. Find this word. Get this word. Change your mind. Find out what's happening and God will take you down that path. Striving to be good is the ultimate strength struggle we have. Being bad is easy. But being good requires sincere commitment, discipline and strength. For we are weak. God made a perfect man and woman. They were perfect. It's like when you have... I'm going to go back again to 30 years ago, but they had things called photocopiers. And you'd work all day on a document and it was perfect. And you'd take it from your typewriter or printer, whatever it was, and you'd put it in the photocopier. On the way, you thought, which I used to do, grab a cup of coffee, spill a bit of coffee on the document, put it in the printer thinking, dry, print it off stained and every copy after that stained mankind in one thing every one of us in our DNA have that stain that Adam and Eve when they sinned and don't blame Adam and me because I tell you what if it would have been 4,000 years later when we were in the garden one of us sometime would have eaten off the tree I'll guarantee that but we've got a stained bit of paper now and in our DNA and we always steer towards good. Our walk with God, we're always battling to do the right thing. We've always got to keep walking and keep walking. I, I was a footballer when I was younger and um, 
I was pretty darn good, but I had, I was a goal kicker in my team. And when you'd line up the ball for a goal, I had a bit of a, anyway, and if it went left of the post, it didn't worry me, I was off target. If it went right of the post, it didn't worry me, I was off target. The thing that worried me is when I fell short. And so often in our lives, we know we've fallen short because we didn't put the big enough effort into it. You know, I'd never take a shot at a goal that I didn't think I could get. And as I said, if they were off mark a little bit, either left or right, never worried me because I got the distance. A few times I didn't get the distance and I felt really bad because I knew I could have done better. And that's like us as Christians. Sometimes we don't put the effort in. We're aiming for the mark. God's saying, doesn't matter if you miss it, you're still aiming. But if you don't put the effort in, the ball's not going to get there anyway. You know, it's up to us. And that's what this book's all about, this little tree book. I titled it The Tree Is Me because God's putting responsibility. We sit back and we ask God for this and ask God for that and God give me this and God give me that and God says, I've given it to you. You've got to grow that in your life on your tree. Goodness has to be cultivated on your tree. We've got to be a lot better at doing it. You know, God, I'm sitting out the back just before the message, had all the message, all good, everything in line. God said, share this. Dear me. He's pulled it out because Ed said something at prayer meeting that it's up to us, each one of us. It's not up to me up here to start revival. It's not up to the band to get people excited. It's up to every individual sitting in this church. If we want to see revival come back to the nation, revival starts with me and what I can do and what I can go evade in my life. Older Christians and those who are in the word are praying that, Lord, come back, come back, come back. Jesus went up to God this morning said, God, gee, they're praying for revival down there. Can I go back? He said, hey, down the sun. I'll just have a look. Nah. The harvest fields are still full and white. There's a little smoke over here. A bit of smoke and a bit of a hole over here. But nah. The harvest is still out there. Sit down. It's our responsibility to go out into that harvest field and bring. So often we've prayed over the years, Lord... Send the workers into the field. Send a worker across their path. How about we change our words and say, hey, Lord, I'm the worker. Send me. Send me. Who do you want me to talk to today? Who do you want me to talk to today? But we can't disqualify ourselves from that by being bad people because people see through that. Hypocrites and liars and everything else and we come to church on Sunday and yet... The church in the old days, when my grandma, when my Marilyn's mum and grandmas and a lot of you older people remember, the church was so different to the world. The church was up here on the goodness level. The world was down here bad. But over the last 25 years or 30 years, I've seen the two get closer and closer together. And sometimes you can't tell the difference between a Christian and a person who's not saved. We've got to do better. We've got to get goodness into our lives and be reliable and be caring and kindness. Every one of these fruits that Ed and Matt shared on, we've got to get developing in our lives so people will see the difference and say he is a good person. I like that person. I've been watching him. He's a good person. That's what God wants us to do. But Brownie, the Bible says none's good. Let's have a look at that. But God. Matt, can you throw... Um, Gav, can you throw up Deuteronomy for me? Thanks, mate. Deuteronomy 30. God is a very, very good God. I'm going back into the Old Testament now because I like the Old Testament. There's a lot of 
good stuff in there, but there's a lot of not so good stuff. There's lots of it. Anyway. Oh, this is a Bible, people, in case you millenniums don't know. It's a book. It's a blessed book. All right, the book of Deuteronomy, to go back and find some light here, says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord God, walk in his ways and keep his commandments, his statutes and his judgments, that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land in which you possess. Stop. We are not citizens of this land. We are citizens of heaven. We are an occupying force. In a military term, we have invaded. God has invaded earth. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. What's that mean? That means heaven comes to earth. We used to sing a song a couple of years ago. He showed the way, what was it? From heaven to earth to show the way from the grave to the cross, from the cross to the grave. He showed the way. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. Where is he now? Seated at the right hand of the Father. That's where he is now. Whose responsibility is to show the way now? It's ours. God has equipped us. He's given us the fruit. He's given us the spirit. He's equipped us to show the way on earth to heaven for people. We bring heaven to earth. That's what we're supposed to do. I'm just letting you think on that for a minute. <laughs> Not that I don't know where I'm up to. God says in Ephesians 2 verse 10, thanks Gav, for we are his workmanship. Whose workmanship? God's workmanship. That's who we are. We are God's workmanship created in Christ for good work which God has prepared before us and that we should work in them. He has created us for good works. That is how we are to be to be God-like. Because when Jesus worked, walked the earth, after he was baptised, God anointed him and he went forward and he done for good works, pulling down every work of the enemy. That's what Jesus' job was, to be on earth, to pull down every work of the enemy. And he went all the way to the cross and said, it is finished. He defeated the enemy. Again, remember who else defeated the enemy? God in heaven. Jesus on the cross defeated the enemy. But the enemy is an immortal being. He can't be killed. And that's why he keeps battling and battling and battling and battling. Angels live forever because they're spirit beings. And that's why he's continued the battle and that's why he's here today battling us because he wants to be reinstated. He wants to be above God and he looks at us and he sees us as the enemy and we are. The enemy sees more of God in us than what we do. I've got a son, Gavin, and... You know, like most kids when they're 18, 20, they would go to nightclubs, come to youth group, then go to nightclubs. And every time he'd go to a nightclub, 
he'd get punched. He said, why do, he said to me one day, why do I always get punched? I said, buddy, because you're in the devil's playground, it's dark and the only light that's shining is within you. So that's why you get punched. You put a target on your face. Don't go there, you don't get punched. It's easy. But how many of us go playing in the devil's playground? How many of us? And we think that we can get away with it because no one else here that knows us. We can do whatever we want to. Uh Uh-uh. God knows. Because if you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, he goes with you everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Everywhere you go. Every time you step out and have an affair. Whoops, place went quiet. Every time you commit a sin, every time God is there, he's listening and watching. I really want to encourage us to, we've got to start recognising who we are in Christ and start walking according to who we are and who we play for. We're on God's team. We're on God's team and we're moving forward. A winning team. Why would you go and play for West Tigers when you've got a Broncos jersey on? Like, come on. Play like a West Tiger and you've got a Broncos jersey on. Let's get real with God. And Pastor Ed said this morning about, it's up to me. It's up to me. In Thessalonians it tells us, as, as for you, do not grow weary in doing good. I see so many Christians today that have been Christians for a long time. And yeah, I'm picking on Christians today because it's about the fruit of the Spirit. It's what we got. Saying, I've done enough. You know, I don't have to go to church anymore because I've done enough. I've done kids' ministry. I've done this. I've done this. God says, don't grow weary of doing good. Every time I would pray for a kid in kids' ministry that come to the Lord... I would pray this prayer, Lord, let this child be the next Billy Graham. Because Billy Graham had to have someone lead him to the Lord. Are you, are you, are you, are you? You do not know who you're talking or what kids you've got sitting underneath you, what God's got planned for their life. We've got to be an influence, a good influence on all those around us. And God will change their lives. He'll talk to them. He'll put them in your path so you can bring them to the Lord and show Jesus. You notice I didn't say talk Jesus, show Jesus. Jesus walked around on this earth and the crowds followed him because he went about doing good, healing people, fixing broken legs, sight to the blind, raising the dead, seeing people, You know, sometimes we think it's all about the miracles. It's not about the miracles. It is about the miracles, but to see someone in this society today and age is one of the most significant things that we can do. Jesus was walking along. The crowds were mocking in. There was a person that no one liked and he was only short. And he had to climb up into a tree to see Jesus. His name was Zacchaeus. And Jesus was walking past. He had everyone around him. Everyone wanted to touch Jesus. Jesus was the top fan of the hero at the moment. Jesus looked up and seen Zacchaeus. No great miracle. Zacchaeus didn't fly down out of the tree. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your place for a dinner party. I'm going over to your place set up. Zacchaeus wasn't a good man. He was a tax collector. He took all the money off all the people. No one liked him. Do you reckon that got people's attention when Jesus said to Zacchaeus, I'm going to your place? When all the royals and all the flash people and that were around him, pressing in, and he picked a person that no one had seen for a long time. How many people in your life that you know that aren't seen? And what does it take to go up and say, Hi, how are you going? I'll show you some goodness. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. 
I'll help you out somewhere along the line if I can. Because social media today has separated us and isolated us. It's like a wolf. A pack of wolves chasing down a herd of buffalo will not pull those buffaloes down until one old one or one baby one gets left behind and it's isolated from the group. Yinker asked the question today, why do I go to church? I'll tell you why you should go to church so you're not that old or baby buffalo being left behind and isolated because the enemy comes in and kills you. That's what the enemy does. That's why we go to church. So we've got a strong pack mentality. We build one another up. We stir one another up. We be hang on good to one another. This should be the place of goodness where we see things that happen that are good, that are good. Wow. This is good, Brandy. Acts 10, verse 38. I really want you to get hold of this today because it's for you, it's for free, and we had it in the prayer meeting this morning, and I'm going to give it to you now. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I'll share this with you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, I encourage you today to make that decision and see your life change. My life changed. I was going nowhere. But I want to encourage people who have got a life, who are going somewhere, you still need Jesus because there's a cliff coming up. There is a cliff coming up that you'll go over and you'll have nothing to hang on to. When we get born again, I'll just read this scripture to you because I really want you to capture this. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all oppressed of the devil. That's in Acts 10.38. I'll let you in on a secret today. The same spirit that God anointed Jesus with and he went about doing good is the same spirit that he touched me with and filled me with so I can now go and do. There is no excuses. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead only a couple of weeks ago at Easter is the same spirit that dwells in you today. There is no excuses Let's see how big that spirit is when we apply it to our lives and start to see who we are in Christ Jesus. That same spirit that were on the bones of Elijah. The bones, I'm talking not alive, I'm talking very dead, they're bones. When the dead man got thrown on top of those bones, he came to life. That same anointing, that same spirit. Let's recognise the power we have if we know who we are in Christ Jesus, if we know who has empowered us in Christ Jesus, what will we do? What were we anointed for? To speak in tongues more than you all? Is that what the Bible said? That Jesus went around speaking in tongues more than them all? Mm -mm. It says he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power to go about doing good and healing all oppressed of the devil. If you've got a problem in your life, if you know friends that have got a problem in your life, it's simple. God is good, devil is bad. If bad things are happening to your friends or family, devil. Good things are happening, God. Now, I hear so many preachers today and I'm not against them. It's good stuff. It is good teaching. And they talk about us going through battles and fighting and blah, 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 blah. God's teaching us something or whatever it is. It's good teaching. It is. But how much better is it? My grandmother didn't even have the Holy Spirit. 
Well, she might have had, I don't know. I won't say that. But she kept doing good. doesn't matter what the circumstances were, she kept doing good. We as Christians should be keeping doing good. If in our workplace everything's going bad, we don't join the people in the gossip and everything else because we're doing good. We keep doing our job and doing it properly. Being nice to people, being kind to people. If you're in a workplace, I don't know, this is for someone here. No one's talking to your boss in your workplace because he's not very nice. He's not very like, he's a bit of a bully. I challenge you this week. Buy him a cup of coffee and go down and ask him how he's going. And I'll tell you what, you won't be kicked out of the office. If you've got a family member that you haven't contacted for a long time because of different reasons, ring them up. Make a phone call. They might not be nice to you. They still might have everything against you. But what are you being? You're doing what God's doing. You're doing what God's doing. They put, I tell you, how bad is that family relationship going? Was as good as all your friends and your family standing at the base of the cross saying crucify him and cheering him when he got crucified? What did he say on the cross? Forgive them. That's what I'm saying. I'm going back to where God cannot bless sin. If we have unforgiveness in our heart, that's sin. God cannot bless that. If we're looking for the blessings of God, we've got to do what God says to do. Forgive. Be good. A lot of people here I look out and are good people. But we can do better. We've got to do better. If we want the Lord to return to a victorious church, we've got to be victorious. Not fighting amongst each other over doctrine and words and yeah, it annoys me so much. All we've got to do is be good. We had ten commandments. We couldn't do ten. God cut it down to one. Love one another. We can't even do that. I'll change that. We can do that if we start stepping up now. I'm encouraging you all to be the me. A prayer meeting this morning, and again, the revival thing happened. We we're talking about it. The church needs to be grow, and revival doesn't happen up here. It doesn't happen back there. It happens in you. Be good. It's a fruit of the spirit that God has blessed you with. We just got to cultivate it. I've got a banana. I don't know about yous, but in our place, we buy bananas and we put them on the shelf and they rot and we throw them out. <laughs> so many people laughed. Must be your place too, eh? But the thing about the banana, it wasn't created to do that. It was created to bring nourishment and goodness. And But guess what? I never used it. And what happened to it? Shriveled up? Died. With the fruit in our life, we've got to cultivate it. We've got to water it with the spirit of God. We've got to feed the nourishment. I look out, I see old Katie. Katie's here visiting us today. Katie and his beautiful wife. He grows tomatoes. Preached a message once on tomatoes. I still remember it. I had a tomato put the bush in, walked past, watered a bit, and it had one tomato on it. Katie plants the same tree, nurtures it, pray for it, cuddle. In fact, Michaela used to say that the tomato bush got more affection than what she did. But guess what happened? His tomatoes brought them in here for people. I've got too many tomatoes. Have you got too much goodness in your life? Have you got too much love in your life? got too much patience in your life I hope you have because that's what it's for to share with other people it makes you better person and because you're a better person you can share it with other people and that's the beauty of the fruit of the spirit that is the beauty Ephesians 5 16 tells us 
in the same way as Jesus went about doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify our God in heaven. What a statement. God says we can do it. He's empowered us already. It's up to us to put the jersey on and say, yeah, I'm on God's team. Let's make be a difference at that dinner party or that work party or that restaurant where instead of drinking the whole bottle of wine, you don't drink anything. And people will say to you, why don't you drink? Choose not to because I don't know who in this restaurant's an alcoholic and I don't want to encourage them. But you don't drink because you're a Christian? No, I don't drink because I don't want to take anyone else down with me if I do. The Bible's strict on that. It says put a millstone around your neck if you draw someone else in to do it. What does it take to get us back to where we are different? God says you're a peculiar people. We're different to the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I want to encourage each one of you today to take. The church is one of the greatest institutions on earth, and like all the other of them, education, government, church. We've been going through a bad time lately. Social media, media will put all these things up about everything to pull the church down. But, you know, someone will say one day, because you're shining out there, that's not the whole church, you know. I know a Christian and they'll speak up on your behalf. This little book here, how much the world wants to see goodness, fruit of the Spirit in our lives. I had a friend, I got a friend, I was with her yesterday. She's a psychologist. I took the book up to her place, to her workplace. She doesn't believe in God. I said to her, here's the book. She said, oh, one of those books, she said. I said, no. She says, so she opens it up and she reads it. And she said, love, joy, peace. That's not in the Bible. And I said, she grew up in a Catholic school. I said, what did you think was in the Bible? She said, judgment. She's never read the Bible. She wouldn't know it was in it. So what she read, all the people, call themselves Christians, jump up and down, judge people because they're different, because they disagree with their opinions. Jesus never got into one argument except with the religious people. Not one argument, except the people in the church. Because he was good and he seen good in people and he could change people's lives by just being in their presence. The same spirit that we have in us, that we can change people's lives because we can be good and we can help people and change their lives. Who wants to be good today? No one. Well, I guess it'd be another 300 years before the Lord comes back. I really hope I've encouraged you along the way today to have a look at yourself because that's what I've had to do in the last two weeks and you'll realise how far you fall short of what God is. But he says, I will bless you as you go into that foreign land if you do it my way and be good and be kind to people. Love people. Have patience with people. I'll tell you the other three, but they're coming up, other four coming up in the next four weeks. This is a great series Ed, Pastor Ed been doing on the fruit of the Spirit. If we can just grasp hold of this, we can make a difference in this world. We can make a difference in our families. We can make a difference in our community. We can make a difference in our workplace. 
when they see our tree branches bending with this good fruit on them, the love, the joy, the peace, and they can take some from it and we can make a difference. Do you want to make a difference? Let's just stand. Can the band come up? I want you to make a declaration today before God. If you don't have to, you don't want to, it doesn't, it does worry me if you don't, but because I want the best for you. When you're walking with the goodness of God, when you're doing good, God blesses you. Prodigal son left his father, took all his riches, went out, done his own thing, blew all the money, was in a pig pen. His father stayed at home and he watched for afar. Every day he'd get up and look. My boy coming home, my boy coming back. Not once did he say to his oldest son who stayed, hey, go and get servant number 35, get a heap of stuff and send him down to the pig pens because I want to bless him. Not once. He watched from afar. The son soon realised that he was better off at home where his father was, where the blessings are. And he walked home. When the father got up in the morning, he looked out. Here comes me, boy, quick, get the fatted calf going. Run out, put the robe on him, put the rings back on his fingers. That's what God does. He wants to see us good back in his house. Being able to bless once again. Let's turn around. Let's think about other people out there instead of ourselves. And bless me, bless me, bless me. Let's go out and do something for someone else. That's kind. It says, Ed Pastor Ed preached so well last week on kindness. And let's do some good and help people get over the oppression of the devil. Because there's plenty out there. The harvest is white. The harvest field is white. And we are the ones that go out into it not everyone else. It starts here. Revival starts with me. Back in Azusa Street years ago, turn of the century, revival broke out in a way that they hadn't seen before. It wasn't the preachers, wasn't the elders, wasn't anyone of notoriety. A little girl, 12-year-old, stood up and sung a hymn dare to believe God and she hung a, sung a hymn and the spirit of God fell on that place and people as she was singing people were being slain in the spirit revival broke out it can happen here if we just dare to believe God that I can be that good person that I can be that kind person the last pastor had to come up front here is there anyone out there that wants to the full power of the Holy Spirit? When you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you become a new creation. Old things are passed away. We've still got a lot of work to do. It's like a new baby that's just starting to walk. And that new baby falls over and we pick him up and everything else. We don't say, you fell over, leave you there. And it's like when we become a new Christian. Old things are passed away. All things become new. We're not like a new baby. We've got to start walking again and learning how to walk the right way and learn to do the right talk and the right places to go and visit and everything else. And then we get through that stage and God says, you do have the Spirit of God in you because you've changed. God says, I want to give you more to get you through. I want to give you what they call baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. The dunamis power of God 
to change people's lives, to lay hands on people. I don't know about all yous out there, but I am tired. I'm excited and tired of praying for people and seeing them recover. That's a good thing. That's what the Word of God says. Lay hand on the sick and they shall recover. I'm a bit like... um, Forgive me. I'm a bit like Gideon, the Bible writer, who's working at the church, city church, and he's hearing of all the miracles that happened to his forefathers and his fathers and everyone else. He was just working, just doing what he'd done best. And he said, Lord, I am tired of hearing of the miracles. I want to see the miracles. And the Lord said to him, raise up mighty man of valour. He was anointed that day to do what God had called him to do. And I pray that that's my prayer. I'm tired of hearing of the miracles. I want to see the miracles here. So let's just pray. Father God. Yep. Thank you, Gail. De- declare. Let's just declare this day. Father God. The same spirit that dwelled in Christ dwells in me today. So that I can go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed of the devil. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and Thank amen. You for to the City Church podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.